0: Store, send, receive, and exchange your and Bitcoin safely on iOS and Android too. KQALIT is open source, and you always control your own keys. And by Sweetwater Digital Asset Consulting, connecting new money with old money since 2018. Cake Wallet and Sweetwater Digital are trusted and verified by the Monero community. Monero Talk is also made possible from contributions by viewers and listeners like you. This week on Monero Talk. Douglas Tuman interviews Untraceable, a Monero enthusiast and a popular anonymous personality in the Monero community. The two discuss Monero, Elon's understanding of crypto, the difference between a Monero world and a Bitcoin one, Information censorship, the recent ransomware attacks, CBDCs, and how privacy doesn't matter until it's too late. Monero Talk starts now.
1: All right. Untraceable. Hi. Thanks for coming on, man.
2: Yeah, thanks for having me. This is awesome. Yeah, it is. This it's, is our- uh, surreal to be in the Monero Topia studio or Monero Talk. Studios, yeah both both right? yeah and other things
1: it's also where i live <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's good is that yeah. good yeah it is
1: so yeah that's tennessee whiskey it's good stuff so what brings you to new york well i guess we'll see what what do you want to talk about i guess we'll, we won't talk well, about uh, the private things
2: is, is vegas uh, so just first stop i'm doing a little mini tour on the way to vegas where the monero party is more we'll hang out again uh yeah i'm pretty excited about that get to meet other members of the community and just hang out with monero people Moner- or what do you call them uh Monerano, i think is the correct term oh is it yeah yeah there was a thread on reddit that you know because it's esperanto yeah and so where they actually discussed what is the actual what would you call in esperanto a member of the monero community so i think it's monerano monerano monerano
1: yeah esperanto is supposed to be this language that anybody can speak and i can't pronounce any of the words <laughs> i'm like well, no wonder that thing can, didn't work you can pronounce monero <laughs> that's about it Monerujo. i'm still struggling with that one
2: i think yeah i don't know how it is Monerujo, maybe yeah it, it, to me, it sounds like Spanish. And that's what I thought Monero was uh, mm-hmm. when I first heard about Monero. I right. thought, like, this is a Spanish
1: word. I think that's a great
2: aspect to it, right? Yeah, it is. Uh, and Esperanto itself is really interesting. I haven't yeah. even tried to learn it, but the concept is really interesting.
1: Like when we were in Guatemala and we were trying to talk to people about Monero and cryptocurrency. Sunita would often be like, Monero, like Dinero. And then they're like, <laughs> yeah, oh, they yeah. got it right away. It was like. <laughs>
2: yeah, money and then <laughs> yeah. Dinero. So like it's cash. Yeah, so I got. Yeah. yeah. That's it's that's actually a great name, Monero. When you think yeah. About it. It, it doesn't have coin at the end. It's not a copy of anything. Right, like right. Like Bitcoin, Litecoin, Dogecoin. No, it's, it's completely unique. So yeah, it's actually really cool that it's Esperanto and that it's unique name in Esperanto.
1: Yeah. Why didn't s? Es- I don't. Do you know much about Esperanto? Like, no, I don't. Did you ever research uh, it?
2: Um, I I read about it, and it's supposed to be like this universal language that has specific rules that is very easy to pick up, and you know, supposedly is the easiest language to learn. So right. Like, and uh, you learn it, and you can understand anyone else, of course, that knows the language. Mm. But yeah, just that it's easy to learn.
1: The fact that it's not taking off, I guess, just shows you the power of network effects, you know? Yeah. Like, it's not about the best protocol.
2: Yeah, I think it was like back in the 1930s or something, or maybe even earlier, where this guy created the language.
1: Right. So, it's maybe. People are like, no, we'll just use English. And English is like, it's really difficult from the perspective of other, right? It's, it is. A lot of people think it's it's not the most difficult I've learned. No, definitely not the most.
2: But, um, uh, you know, maybe that's, uh, that says something about Monero if uh, Esperanto's a niche, niche, niche language. Niche. Yeah, maybe, I mean, I mean, if that's the case, if Monero ends up just always being a niche, never catching on, uh, to me, it still works and it's still doing the job because I'm still transferring value, still right. protecting my privacy. And, uh, I mean, it makes sense that over time, the purchasing power will increase. But whether it's to what some people hope that is globally adopted, uh, you know, people have different views and I'm not so sure that would be the case. But, you know, yeah. What
1: do you think, man? No, it's funny you say the word neat because did you see that article the other day when they were talking about uh, the, one of the recent ransomware hacks and uh, they said, yeah, yeah. oh, and they, they requested uh, in the form of Monero, a niche cryptocurrency. <laughs> yeah, like, and then like my tweet was like, yeah. Digital cash is is pretty, you know, is a pretty big niche. I mean, that's the way I think about it, right? So it's it's neat that niche is a pretty large thing. Digital cash, yeah. Um, So I don't I don't see it. I see it being uh, the network's gonna. If it works, the network is gonna have to be pretty large.
2: Yeah. So the use and what Monero does is not niche. Well. I guess in this day and age, it depends on the person. Like so many people don't care about their privacy or their financial privacy specifically. So me, but, uh, in that sense, I don't think it's niche, but in the cryptocurrency space as a whole, it certainly seems that way because I don't know, Monero, isn't really talked about, you know, Monero is, a, a boring thing really. it just does its job very well.
1: Yeah a boring protocol, which is what it should be. It should be, yeah.
2: you know, in the background. It doesn't have bells and whistles. It doesn't have smart contracts. It doesn't have this and that. It just right does one thing very well, and that is to be what what Bitcoin was aiming to be.
1: Yeah, yeah. Did you listen to um um uh, oh my god, I'm blanking on. Uh, we we may have to edit this part out for a second. <laughs> no, no worries, man. Uh, and, uh what the, the super billionaire dude uh elon musk oh my god uh this we've been drinking a lot of whiskey and, and <laughs> yeah and <laughs> oh, too much but uh um elon musk on how he was describing crypto well,
2: you said in on Twitter. recently on yeah no, no no
1: recently he was he did, oh on the yeah video, he was interviewed the, the yeah Beamer. that recent yeah
2: uh i only watched half of it what what was he saying
1: Uh, well, he was describing it as like an, you know, um, an information network, right? And Uh so the one that just has the lowest latency and the lowest amount of error is going to be like the protocol that wins for Uh this information. So what do you think about that? I think it's a, that's the way I always thought about it as well, you know? Um, well, yeah, that, the.
2: Most basic thing, yeah, it's all information. Yeah. yeah,
1: for me, I see the one that will allow information to flow in the freest way possible is going to be the one that, at least yeah. if not wins, is going to be it's it's going to be something that will be there, right? Yeah, and
2: here's the thing: uh, I think Monero, uh, even though it's niche or not as known, is the most well uh, not established but positioned to be the one that allows the most freest flow of information because history is what allows Bitcoin to potentially be censored and we almost saw that when they had the compliant mining and they gave up because of community pressure or what, what whatever it was I think Michael Saylor had something to do with that you know they, the mining Alliance whatever it mm-hmm. was and the, so they must have um, they dropped it but the point is it's possible and I don't think that's possible with Monero. So what they dropped this compliance mining thing, where they would censor certain transactions or transactions from certain addresses, but it's still possible. So it can happen at any point in the future. Mm-hmm. So once more regulatory capture and and uh, controls are putting place, then uh, ha, now we'll do it. Yeah. And- well, that's.
1: Did you hear Elon? He he alluded to that too because he said one of the. Potential errors or thing frictions in the network is uh, government intervention.
2: Mm-hmm. He, no, he I, didn't, I did not watch yeah. this part. Uh, I think I,
1: yeah, I don't know. I was so he mentioned that as you know. So he was describing it. Bitcoin as the most robust in terms of its, of its decentralization. So kind of speaking to its censorship resistant, mm-hmm. you know, properties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But I think that's it you know i mean he he totally gets it i mean yeah. you know th- no, no surprise there um i'm
2: really curious what does he think about the whole entire ecosystem whatever currency he chooses to look at doge or bitcoin the fact that it's transparent and whether he even considers that to be an issue at all because if he's talking what what did he say about the this government intervention being a problem then this certainly doesn't help that. Right. That everything's transparent, right? Right.
1: Right. I think you would say um, the transparency adds to the, you know, it gets rid of other error, right? So you always know the transaction is going from who sent it to who they were trying to send it to. And there's, you know, there's certainly arguments for the positive side to transparency, right? Yeah, there are. Yeah. Um, So, I you know, I do see... Like, like we say often, right? Like it'd be ideal if governments were all running on Bitcoin yeah. and then people were using Monero.
2: Yeah, I would, I would rather governments use Bitcoin right. rather than Monero. Because, right. well, yeah, I don't think I have to explain why. <laughs> uh, but uh, about Elon, I think his uh, views are still, you know, developing or evolving. Yeah. Because he hasn't... Uh, I don't I don't know how long he's been paying attention to crypto, but how long he has been publicly Mm -hmm. speaking about crypto is not that long. And so he like he's going through these phases that we all go when we first find out about crypto. Right. And so I wonder if maybe eventually he'll arrive at this point where he's thinking about the lack of privacy and maybe that. they. Well, like I said, I think he's
1: already talking about in terms of error prevent, right? Like that's a fact. That's something that it should have. Right. Mm -hmm. He's saying it without saying it. He's saying censorship resistance is important without kind of saying it. You know, but then he's talking about second layer, right? He thinks Mm -hmm. second layer is the thing. But then he also went back and he kind of talked about ideally it'd be great if it can, you know, scale on as much as possible on the first layer. Mm -hmm. And he does have a point.
2: Like, uh, I did watch a part where he's talking about something about scaling, mm-hmm. and he mentioned how these protocol rules, so the one megabyte limit, I think he said this, he said something like this, um, that these were placed were set in place in 2009 and technology has advanced a lot. So uh, I agree with a lot of Bitcoin Maxis or not just Maxis, just Bitcoiners in general that um, you can't just infinitely scale block sizes and throughput and bandwidth without affecting the, the centralization. but w- what bitcoin is doing right now is nowhere in here right what it's, it's scale, it's
1: knobs that can be turned they, yeah. they created a fixed system and dynamic
2: blocks in in right. i mean we haven't seen them in action I, and i uh
1: i mean we know for a fact that hardware is is always yeah, improving And the internet itself is always improving in terms of bandwidth. That's like we know that for a fact. So why why does the protocol need to be fixed in terms of its ability to scale? On uh, that doesn't make sense. Yeah,
2: and there's there's going to be a a sweet spot where not everyone, of course, is going to have the latest and greatest hardware, and not everyone that has the shittiest hardware uh, needs to be. what uh, is the included into being able to run yeah. a node but most people we would what is what we want to aim for right so there's a sweet spot and uh i'm not really qualified to speak about that but what is Arctic the general is...
1: consensus in bitcoin in terms of when they're going to uh increase the block size
2: is it a never
1: or uh, yeah, like is it i don't speak for no i haven't been them, following but... that too well like what is like From the main my... the most mainstream
2: uh yeah it's never Uh, from from my understanding from the sentiment that
1: i see um i just don't see how
2: it's it's all gonna go you know uh fees will go up forever Is uh, here some people disagree with that like the samurai wallet guys um or uh oh i mean and uh layers uh, i mean transactions will move on to layer two
1: yeah but it just sounds like a system that's headed towards being seized up and and not being able to move forward, you know what I'm saying? Like, when you...
2: Even if uh, Monero ever does start to become big enough, we should also adopt a second layer, which will be interesting to see. Uh, You know, there is the Paymo, which is a lightning uh, implementation sort of for Monero, but I don't know much about it. So I'm wondering, like, does it really uh, prevent metadata leakage Mm -hmm. and really as private as layer one? Mm-hmm. so you know speaking of that once atomic swaps come
1: yes this was going to just spring could, up
2: you could kind of I kind of start to see Bitcoin as Monero's transparent layer yeah, yeah, yeah 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 yeah
1: yeah arctic uh, mine you have you saw, did you see arctic mine talking about this
2: uh no I I have watched the interview yeah. you had with arctic mine about scaling mostly yeah uh but i don't know about this atomic swap i don't think i uh, heard that conversation i'd love
1: to do a show with him again soon to talk well because one with the recent rise in transactions yeah i'm arctic, sure he would have yeah. some interesting things to arctic say mine is that.
2: very knowledgeable oh, I, I love uh, listening to
1: him yeah and then with atomic swap i mean he is a monero i don't wanna he probably won't like this but I, he's a monero maximalist when you hear him talk he's he really sees it as solving bitcoin's problems um but yeah, he's in my understanding is he, exactly what you said. He seems to be seeing like almost Monero as being the second layer or whatever. It's all relative, but yeah. they're like connected, and Monero's more used more for transactions. Yeah, and Bitcoin yeah. is just you know. Yeah,
2: you know. I, I, I see like Bitcoin becoming Monero's liquidity layer. So right, um, exchange the listings like I've tweeted or, or say. Uh, that it's okay. It's not a good thing, but it is a good thing. Mm-hmm. And uh, because they should be relevant, you know, atomic swaps, decentralized, uh, permissionless trustlessness is what we're aiming for. So why should we care other than the temporary price movement? When some, when Monero gets delisted, it shouldn't matter because the community is responding with solutions to that and, uh, Yeah, I think that's the the way forward. And Atomic Swaps is kind of turned Bitcoin into Monero's liquidity layer, as well as Havano, decentralized exchange. And uh, what does that look
1: like long term, though, right? So now you have Bitcoin connected to Monero, right? And right now they're connected through Atomic Swaps and the pipes connecting them are are restricted, right? They're not, Mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't allow for uh, endless amount of volume instantly. But over time, you could imagine it's gonna become more fluid to go in between the two so what what is the equilibrium end up looking like between Bitcoin and Monero you know what is the
2: I don't think anyone can say but uh, like I can guess that it, it will start very slow and samurai wallet will be one of the major sources of liquidity to start because um they there's an actual use case and a need for these atomic swaps because with the do you know how uh samurai oh you had a conversation with them yeah toxic toxic change yes yes where you don't have many options to do to what to do with that you have sitting in your wallet
1: the toxic uh, change from the coin joins that that take place
2: can undo all the coin join that you did with your bitcoin um, so I mean, you can trade it. Uh, if you're really careful, you, I have tr- traded it to Monero.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: Um, you have to be careful not to mix them or not to okay. send them to some place that has had uh, you already your identity. You know it's it's, it's dangerous. <laughs> it's toxic change and atomic swap solves that. So there's a t- a I mean, there's just people. the fact
1: that toxic change is something that exists in Bitcoin what, is pointing out the inefficiency in it, right? It goes yeah. back to Elon Musk. He's talking about the one that has the least amount. Like this thing, literally creates a, a toxic change if you want to use it in the correct way.
2: Yeah. So I think that'll be uh, the one of the main sources of liquidity. People uh, moving to there start. Yeah,
1: I asked him because Justin had asked me to ask him that question. Like, how mu- how big a value does he think that is in terms, of, like, how much toxic chain bitcoin change exists well
2: there's three thousand you know the unspent capacity in the whirlpool pool Mm -hmm. uh is all-time highing all the time like in the in the past week at least i see samurai tdev uh tweeting new all-time high in amount uh, of bitcoin in uh in whirlpool Mm -hmm. so all of that means that this is creating more toxic change so they're probably just sitting there and uh being unused yeah, yeah yeah and once atomic swaps come online now you uh, it's, you'd be dumb not to take your bitcoin and turn it into something usable mm-hmm. but other than that like um like regular users uh i'm not so bullish on because me personally i would be very wary of trading my monero to uh for bitcoin uh, on atomic swaps
1: yeah um, why would you that's the thing yeah. so it's really gonna start but, to affect but i can see why people would because prices. you
2: would probably be getting a premium mm-hmm. you're not just gonna take it at um whatever the market current market price is right so
1: right you're gonna be making you need right to be more worth your it's time. gonna start to show what the true value of monero is right yeah all right i think that price will reflect what the It'd true be, price of monero is versus bitcoin yeah
2: yeah it, it'll it be really interesting to see if some of these dormant bitcoin addresses start taking advantage of atomic swaps right like Say satoshi's the, uh <laughs> yeah what would happen no, then what would happen oh, in that scenario oh my god That's, I feel like would the cover insane. the new york times yeah <laughs> yeah it, it probably would <laughs> It probably would that would mean saying overnight but Monero
1: so. would just flip Bitcoin. Oh, uh, I don't <laughs> know about that,
2: but Bitcoin there would be a pretty big shift between Monero and Bitcoin, there yeah. Would, uh, probably reach some sort of equilibrium. I know Elon
1: says the, the most uh ironic or the most entertaining outcome is the most likely, so I don't think there'd be anything more entertaining than that.
2: Uh, I'm curious about uh, not Satoshi's coins, but say something like exchange hacks right where like you're yeah, messing yeah. That, with your freedom whenever there. you try to do something to get rid yeah. of those hacked coins the 2016 yeah. bitfinex hack
1: yeah what are some of the famous coins that are that have an eye watching over them like uh well, that the are 20, just...
2: 2016 bitfinex hack okay and I mean it's just any future yeah. hacks right yeah, yeah yeah uh I mean I don't know what is the reason why they haven't put them through samurai probably because it's still very difficult to get rid of that volume of coins right it's too much like okay so you have uh I don't know how how much they're actually worth let's just throw a number out there but you got five million dollars worth of bitcoin that's been coin joint that's not suspicious right <laughs> like you right, still can't right, do, like where's all this coming you from? can't do anything with them still I mean unless you're just slowly getting rid of them yeah they, you know sell a thousand dollars here a thousand but it's like is that worth it
1: it's crazy man these ransomware attack this is so awesome by the way the fact that we're we're in person it right? is it is <laughs> this is a is. this is a dream come true for Monero talk show it's a game dream come true for me <laughs> like we want we put the word out there so anybody if you're ever coming through New York and you want to talk Monero you're in the Monero community or you're just interested in Monero let us know we'll, do a live show i think because a lot of people pass through new york at some point
2: they must yeah yeah you get uh coffee uh <laughs> gratuitous coffee and some scotch
1: this goes to the bitcoiners too i'd love to have you on the btc maxis if you're ever around tone vase ever want to come by more than welcome man seriously he's in staten island or at least that's i know mm-hmm. he used to live over there
2: oh so we're talking about ransomware, right yeah. That was the last thing you mentioned. Yeah. F- and that's a big thing that this uh, latest one, the oil company, Saudi Arabia, I don't know the name yeah, now. Yeah. They didn't even ask for Bitcoin.
1: Yeah. And it was like what 70 mil? 50, 50 million. 50 mil. 50 million.
2: Yeah. And no Bitcoin allowed.
1: So what is going on? It's so weird that is just sitting at twenty-six, right? It's like dead at twenty, like it's just sitting at rank twenty-six in terms uh-huh. of coin market cap. I think it's so strange that it's just like found. A nesting spot at twenty six and just sitting there. Meanwhile, it's the only coin that's like growing in adoption it's, every day. It's, it's just a, like real organic use.
2: It's just the lion in the bushes just waiting.
1: <laughs> it's so, but there's definitely price suppression or something going on, like with paper Monero on exchanges, right? I mean, it feel uh, I don't know. I, did I don't. you see that like that to... interview we did with the guy who was talking about the liquidity issue in Monero? What's his name? Kevin. Oh, that's a new one. Yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: I saw it pop up on my notification. Okay. I haven't watched it. yet.
1: Yeah. He's just a guy that, you know, from the Monero community, he wrote up a, a really interesting, uh, Reddit post on it. Mm-hmm. And then I had him on the show and he just, you know, it's, he doesn't have the smoking gun to, to really, I think 100% prove, but there's yeah. a lot of circumstantial evidence there. Mm. That leads one to believe that Monero's, uh, price is essentially I'll not have, true not truly reflecting the market right now
2: i'll have to watch that but yeah. um i personally i i don't like to go down that line of thinking that uh unless there's proof of course that uh just because i really believe or like this certain asset mm-hmm. that uh, they're, they're suppressing it or it's not the price it should be or there's uh, you know but um things change quick in crypto
1: i mean the thing is with monero you know it's, it's it would be easier for an exchange to do something like essentially selling paper monero right because there's a uh, lot there's like, no uh, you can't see the, the coins or... coins moving it's a lot harder to detect with monero if that's being done by exchanges mm-hmm. you know so if they're selling monero that they actually don't have Mm-hmm. that's why we say take take your monero off of exchanges so we're trying to push that as much as we can now on the yeah. show like obviously like that's a thing but we should be pushing that all the time to everyone. yeah yeah i mean and then you'll really start to see whether or not yeah. you know things are being uh manipulated i was having a conversation
2: with uh someone on twitter the other day and uh i wasn't really satisfied with their response like it seems like they didn't really give, put much thought into it it's uh check on chain uh it's one of these uh bitcoin and decred analyst guys and i'm asking what do you think is the effect um uh, on the market of a opaque asset like monero because uh, i think that it would be more organic because okay in bitcoin you have all these people who are looking at on-chain metrics like there's this amount of wallets yeah uh, holding or more this amount of that this amount of people are selling this amount of miners are selling uh this amount flowing into exchanges or outer exchanges and then that influences other people yes Uh, the guy well well, I
1: I see it as uh you know create creates um gives some people an opportunity that have more resources to take advantage of that right so it's less uh-huh. egalitarian than monero it's it's less pure capitalism now now you've created a situation where somebody may have more resources or an advantage and they, they could take advantage of it better than somebody else right yeah and gain that advantage over the network because they have the, they're able to study the information right yeah. better than somebody else yeah yeah um that's the way I see it as being a, a major disadvantage. And so the non Bitcoin version of that is Monero and yeah, I think that's more efficient, right? Because now you're not, you don't have people that are studying the network itself. It's allowing yeah. it to just that, commerce to flow freely.
2: That was my take was that yeah. it's, it's just more organic because this is what the, where I s- tried to try to speak to this guy on Twitter. Uh, the the chain analyst or whatever his otherwise those with the
1: best computing power and algorithm would be able to take advantage of the system the best so
2: his tweet was he was talking about uh uh the price was at the range low so like 30k something like that and there was a huge influx of coins being moved into an exchange so you can tell that because it's transparent coins were moved to an exchange and it's 30k. So it looks like someone is getting ready to sell a whole bunch of Bitcoin at 30k. So he was like, "Don't, don't trust this." Not exactly his words, but like, um, this is probably trying to uh, fake you out or whatever. So that's the way someone's taking advantage. Is like, yeah, let me make it look like this so that I can take advantage mm-hmm. of people who mm-hmm. sell and buy even lower and so it's just the way that the market can be manipulated if you want to call it that right or just taking some advantage or it's like playing chess yeah whereas you don't know what anyone's doing on Monero and you just you don't know if people are buying or selling except for looking at order books and yeah it just seems like it would lead to a more organic price discovery
1: yeah and most importantly, it would lead to more liberty and individuality, Yeah. right? Like if you really take it to its max, think about a, a Bitcoin world versus a Monero world. It's kind of like the difference between a world where we were able to perfectly read everybody's mind and know what they're going to do. There might be advantages to that, right? Mm-hmm. Like now you're communicating perfectly. Um, like
2: if you're a government, but you're great. all,
1: everybody's losing their individuality. Right. Yeah. It's like, so. The the Monero version, it's everybody maintains their own individuality. They become their own node in the network, and they can communicate freely, without you know uh, anybody being able to have an effect by having a, a viewpoint of the protocol yeah you know, that's, and I but I, I mean in, in its most extreme form you know it, it's it's pretty much like that right as a, the difference between a world where you know you can read everybody's minds and people and one where you can't and people still have like the freedom to to act without others having knowledge of it
2: I see that happening everywhere in the world and Bitcoin is just one part of it where like uh censorship you know we had the whether you liked uh trump or not it's the president that was censored on a major uh social media platform and just uh censoring of any information that related to covid and is just leading everyone to think one way and that's not a good thing uh but yeah bitcoin is definitely one aspect of that because yeah you can also completely read bitcoin
1: yeah i mean the scary thing about bitcoin too is though people think it's the opposite of that yeah and they're onboarding or at least there are some people right that think that there are those that know it's not that but are purposely selling it as being that and they know it's not that and that's just scary because now people are coming oh it's like alex gladstein right Mm -hmm. like where the monero community is always kind of going after him i don't know are you do you participate in that uh, i do but i don't
2: know if he's <laughs> muted me because the okay. last, last few times i <laughs> because he's such a, a
1: hypocritical character right yeah like if you really believe in these things that you say you believe in you should be talking about monero every single day
2: and man the, the we had him on our show yeah. i watched it when yeah. i was creating that promo video for you oh yeah. that was amazing but thank <laughs> <Yeah>. you thank <laughs> you for welcome. that promo <laughs> video man Cheer- um, cheers to that yeah, you need some more in there. <laughs> uh, yeah, we should yeah. get some more. I watched that whole thing, and it was so different from how he speaks on Twitter now.
1: Sunita, Sunita, Sunita come on camera. She's staying on. Come She's on. Purposely...
2: <laughs> <laughs> okay. um, yeah, it was, it, it was so weird. Uh, oh, no, I still have some. Thank you. It, it was so weird uh, listening to him.
1: Uh, because
2: it's so different to how he speaks on Twitter now. Uh, that was a great interview. And
1: yeah, it was revealing. It was before like he had gone before totally. Before he got brainwashed right. by
2: maximalists.
1: Well, it was before it became his advantage to be that, right? So yeah, that's now he makes more money or he earns more clout being that person right now.
2: Yeah, yeah the community is, is bigger and yeah. it's uh, like Peter
1: McCormick right he's out there talking he's a BTC maxi, and it makes sense for him to do it like economically it would be silly for him to start um talking about Monero instead unless you know unless it, Monero starts going up in market cap and then like it I, becomes a thing I think
2: Peter knows how important Monero is it, it seems he seems genuinely interested but he is to me sorry if I'm sure he's not watching but he seems lazy to dig in more uh, because to a lot of people, privacy really just doesn't matter Yeah, uh, yeah. until it has to matter. And like I said,
1: though, but his sponsors and everything, it's, it just makes yeah. sense for him to stay pure. Yeah. And I mean, and I... his
2: show is literally called what they did and he's right. That's why he's community that will cancel him. If
1: he writes about anything other, exactly. It's kind of scary to see that. Right. I don't, Monero is starting to do that a little bit, right? Because like now we have Pirate Chain, right? So we <laughs> like we do that to them the same way, you know, not to not to the same degree because okay, Pirate but- Chain is completely insignificant right now. Um, I am seriously looking for a, an alternative
2: to Monero. Okay, Look, I am digging into these other privacy.
1: Categories. Well, I know you're a big Wow Narrow guy, right? <laughs> <laughs> not big.
2: I think it's a good joke. And uh, a good test net. You know they're testing triptych mm-hmm. and other stuff. Yeah, yeah. Kind of questionable. But anyway, I'm digging into. So these which ones are you points.
1: interested in? Pirate chain? Is that no? Uh, okay,
2: no, not at all.
1: Because
2: am I ninety percent? Why are it? you
1: digging into? What do you? What's? What are you looking for?
2: Um, I think having options and uh, alternatives and Plan Bs are a good thing okay and uh, I think Monero's most well positioned and the best option but uh, yeah I'm looking for other things that meet these standards that mm. Monero has kind of set and I'm really having a hard time pirate chain uh nine mined 90 percent of their supply in three years and when you look at dogecoin which was a much fairer distribution like uh i don't know how many years before they began their tail emission yeah but even then uh like over 25 percent of the supply is owned by like three addresses or something like that or maybe it's even more than that in doge yeah in doge okay and uh so imagine what pirate chain
1: is like when for don't you want to know how much doge i had i won't (laughs) that was that was the first coin i always tell this story that was the first coin i ever bought before i understood crypto at all but then it took me down the rabbit hole but i had a
2: good amount as well yeah
1: uh that's when i first got into crypto yeah and i bought it on christmas eve 2013 i bought like 50 dollars worth of somebody on reddit It was the first time I started using Reddit for the purpose because I was like doing research. It's like, oh, go on Reddit. And there's like, oh, Reddit, this is interesting too. I I wasn't even on Reddit before that. And um, went to the Dogecoin community and bought like from PayPal. I bought like send somebody $50 over PayPal. I
2: remember when they used to be able to buy Bitcoin on eBay.
1: But when I woke up (laughs) the next morning, all my Doge was gone. I lost it all because I saved it on an online wallet. Oh, no. Yeah. And it was called like the Doge Christmas hack of 2013. I was like, no.
2: On an exchange wallet?
1: No, it was just an online wallet. It's Uh like Crypto 101. Like, don't keep your crypto on an Uh online. I don't even know if they exist in any form anymore, right? Because Yeah. yeah. Um, But I didn't know about crypto yet. But then I was like, this is so strange. I'm like, so all these people bought Bitcoin or whatever, and it could just be stolen that easily. I was like, there's gotta be more to it. And then that's when I started learning about and understanding the private key and the public key. Mm-hmm. But I, I was like interested, uh, like, Do- I was like, well, Doge actually looks interesting though, because it has all this like momentum. Like it's like mm-hmm. as a, if you were just looking at it as a community, there was energy there in the Reddit, even from the early days. Yeah, I was like, yeah, this yeah, is definitely. interesting, you know? And then, so I tried to like essentially, um, Gain Monera, gain Bitcoin. I got into Bitcoin, but I was like, you know, trying to.
2: You were the shitcoin trader, for yeah. Bitcoin, huh? <laughs>
1: Maybe, but then I lost it all, you know, in, a, in one of those boating accidents. Um, but yeah, those. Was... Um, but I don't even know what. Like, I would, I wouldn't even want to know what the amount of Doge was because it's probably like if I just <laughs> kept that Doge at that. some point, you can't, you think know. About that. Oh no, no, you can't.
2: But so, so, yeah, anyway, um, back to I'm looking for these alternatives. Uh, Pirate Chain also is not only 90% already mined in three years, but it also has a finite it's a supply cap. Right. So, it's not thinking about the future at all. And, like, what innovation is. Well, there? you what could, do you do you
1: could this tell point? this 90% pre mine exists because they have this marketing budget. It's like insane. Like, we should, we saw they
2: them have at. A dev fund, um, Dev fee. I researched. I don't know, this, but, but I, I just know like, that like they're. I can't even. They remember. have like a marketing
1: team. So they have, there's like people are, are spending. So to try but pump that this would coin. be
2: what I would be most interested in, which is basically Zcash um, uh, default privacy right. turned on. uh The only Restricted other thing, supply. the only other checkbox that isn't marked is the trusted setup. Right. Uh, which is a pretty big. So yeah. Box. yeah It's a pretty big box. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, chonky box um but yeah the, what what else is there
1: I, I mean i that's when i always start to sound like a monero maximalist because i was yeah. like it has network effect I mean, for its use so like what monero. no i'm just saying like what privacy coin if you're looking to buy an alternative like you said i mean so what is it doing that's 10x better
2: yeah, yeah exactly
1: that monero isn't currently doing or can't adopt now I you sound like a a BTC Maxi at that point right because that's what they would say oh well if it's um, good enough Bitcoin will adopt
2: I'm really not a a Monero Maxi I used to be a BTC Maxi um but I I can't be a maximalist of anything anymore except for, for freedom and using the correct tools to achieve those goals yeah
1: and at the I like moment, to, that's Monero. Yeah, yeah. I'm the. I, that's exactly how I like to describe myself, too. But I'm also honest with myself. I'm realizing, <laughs> you know, you do Definitely have a bias, right? <laughs> uh, well, it's out of convenience. Like you said, uh, Peter McCormick is lazy. It's like literally what happens, you're. The inertia is towards wanting to stay with this one that you have, right? Yeah, because it th- takes energy true. to now move off this protocol to another one. That's the whole concept yeah. of the network effect. So you're you're stuck in this cyclone, right? Yeah. Now and- you could say theoretically, well, I'm very open minded if something better comes along, but network effect literally wouldn't exist if this didn't affect really everybody effective. in the network. So you're yeah. you're pulled in by the gravity of the network.
2: And it also takes time to build credibility. Yeah, in a network, and that's kind of what right. network effect is. Right. right? So you got to
1: find that balance between you know finding something that has enough network effect and yeah. maintaining the open mindedness to something new. And I that's why I get you know I I understand Bitcoin like I was a BTC maxi too at one point, mm-hmm. so I totally get it. But when you look at Monero, it's like it's it becomes very hard to justify it and yeah. still say, all right, well that's a shit coin.
2: But uh, like I said, I'm still not a Monero maxi. And yeah. uh, most of my net worth, portfolio, portfolio, whatever you want to refer to it as, is still in Bitcoin. And I wish it was more in Monero. And over time, it might become that. But um, it's, uh, um, Bitcoin is a great complement to Monero. I was going to say it the other mm-hmm. way around. I was gonna say monero is a great compliment to bitcoin but i think bitcoin is a good compliment to monero because bitcoin can take all the heat of regulation okay monero isn't safe from that but it i think it's better suited to uh uh go around it mm.
1: um bitcoin
2: uh regulation
1: yeah yeah 100 it's doing it right now i mean yeah it's being embraced um, more than anything you yeah, know it's just the transparent like oh wait it's, it's, it's we Monero's could trace everything Transparently, yeah
2: like it, it doesn't have to be first in market right. cap it's already working it's already a success in my yeah in my eyes
1: like I said that was that was uh why I ran for Congress right so mm-hmm. never see, I wanted to see the real argument take place on the floor of Congress regarding yeah. digital cash something like Monero, that's yeah. untraceable, as opposed to the way it always goes, which is, oh, well, ultimately, don't worry about it. It's completely transparent, so every transaction can be traced, so there's no concerns. Mm-hmm. And then, there's, oh, okay. But the real argument should be, no, there's this other protocol um, that actually works like digital cash, so you won't be able to trace anything, but that perfectly aligns with the ideals of what this country is supposed to be founded upon, so we should all be for it and not wanting to destroy it.
2: Yeah, privacy is just uh, being increasingly pushed as a kind of a negative thing. I had a thought, you know, um, to kind of change topics here a little bit about uh, things the Monero ecosystem needs. And uh, as uh, backwards as it might sound, Uh, I think one of those things is custodial solutions Mm -hmm. and I mean like companies or institutions who realize how important Monero is and may want to hold it, don't want to do them, do it themselves. They want a custodian who's going to keep it safe for them, manage their keys and all this. And yeah, um, I was talking to the cypherpunk holdings guys mm-hmm. on Twitter and you remember they had sold their Monero at one point in yeah 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 and they rebought right and uh, we gotta the have reasons, them on our show yeah, yeah. you do yeah. Uh, um, I sent you guys over to them but did mm-hmm. anything, anything come from that
1: um, I don't know did they, they ever <laughs> respond to us the cypherpunk holdings
2: Mm-hmm. yeah so one of the reasons was that uh the lack of uh custodial solutions like mm-hmm. if, if a company has to go through an audit or i don't know it's, it's just complicate things right where you have a custodian who manages all this for you keeps it safe and as a public company you know mm-hmm, like mm-hmm as individuals. Cake, cake, cake
1: should just do this in addition to having their wallet it should yeah also be a, yeah right
2: should talk to Vic about that Vic let's get it going man
1: Vic, let's go <laughs> we'll see him soon right You're... <laughs> yeah
2: yeah maybe we'll see him yeah.
1: soon. don't worry this is it's not live so we'll be able to track and trace our coordinates and <laughs> okay good <laughs> I'm just a body double anyway or a body triple um
2: but yeah, that's one of the things it needs, and just general infrastructure things, yeah, like node software where you just click and run a thing. I I personally think running the GUI node is pretty easy.
1: Yeah, no, I love this idea of we talked about this a while years ago too. Trying to team up with the guy that was building that Monero box.
2: Mm-hmm. I've seen. That. Like,
1: I think that's a great thing. Like yeah. to have if you could like literally just plug and play like you don't have to do anything yeah. like if i could just buy this thing plug it into a power source and connect it to the I, internet and then connect it to cake wallet right uh, and now i have my own personal node that i'm running off of
2: i almost bought one of those did you try it
1: uh no i didn't, I didn't. yeah
2: that's there there's so many i don't know Bitcoin. if
1: there's yeah. Ronan Dojo. But with Monero, it, Mino, it makes even more world. sense, right? There's more of an incentive to want to do it because it literally is adding to your, right? Improving, potentially improving your privacy on additional. Um,
2: actually, I disagree. I think yeah. Bitcoin has more of an incentive because I can use a remote node and still have really good privacy. You know, there's Dandelion, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. which is protecting my IP. Right. You know, it's not perfect and it's better to use your own node right. every time. Like that's should be the default, but with Monero use a remote node and you still have all these, uh, privacy protections, Mm. whereas in Bitcoin, you are more incentivized to run your own node because. If you're using someone else's, the difference is bigger. You're yeah. you're
1: getting a larger yeah improvement.
2: You're using someone else's node. Not only do right. they now know your IP, right. but they also know what transactions right. But the but the
1: vast majority of the Monero community actually cares about that. Yeah. So that's why there's like yeah, more. The, the there's mindset. probably a higher percentage of users to node runners in Monero than Bitcoin. Yeah, definitely that, fair that, to say that, that right? That could be probably the highest true. of any crypto. I would if i had a guess there are
2: a lot of monero nodes right and and when you compare i i I really wonder how big the user base of monero is because you can see that with bitcoin yeah see like there's this many new address or addresses active addresses in the past 12 months right you know as your guess is as good as mine yeah monero like is there
1: any other coin that has such a um a distinct purpose where most of the community aligns with it. I feel like Monero does that very well.
2: Yeah, the mindset,
1: right? Because in Bitcoin, what is really what is its um, purpose that everybody agrees on? Just what digital gold is that? Does everybody uh, agree being on that? rich. <laughs> <laughs> its number go up. It's literally yeah. number go
2: up. Uh, yeah, the mindset I think of the average Monero user is definitely I need to run my own node. Yeah, I need to be as private as possible. Yeah. Whereas with Bitcoin is uh, there is a subset uh, uh, of people who are f- greatly focused, and it used
1: to be like, a- what is the you know how like companies have their mission statement? Like, what is the yeah. what is the mission statement of, of Bitcoin versus? I think the Manero? mission
2: statement of Bitcoin basically the narrative is um, to evade. Um, evade uh inflation or debasement of your money mm-hmm. and decentralization control your own money
3: mm-hmm.
2: which is true it does do that but um well in a sense you truly
1: doesn't even have does miners it. come on man it's it's not even Monero doing well on the, the decentralization the control,
2: front the control of your own money I would argue that Monero does better because
1: Fully own So what's the money. mission statement of Monero, though?
2: It's just money.
1: Monero's mission statement is digital cash.
2: Yeah. It's just money then, right? And like I've said so that...
1: big And Bitcoins is what? Like, it, it's... You know, I feel yeah. like they really are... They're very similar, I feel like,
2: actually. You were going to yeah. say they're dissimilar.
1: No, I'm going to say they're similar. Yeah, it's I just I...
2: that... Monero perfects the formula to me anyway because I was like Daniel about, Kim
1: says Monero is what Bitcoin noobs exactly. thought they thought so literally it is yeah. the mission statement of Bitcoin like I think it is and yeah.
2: and at the beginning when I first got into Bitcoin uh privacy was a more thought about aspect. even though privacy now is better there wasn't coin and all this uh knowledge about how chain analysis works back in 2013 or you know early then Mm -hmm. um but people actually cared more about those things those topics were more discussed i feel like and over time the community has grown to be more global and those those things uh uh that ethos has been diluted and now is just a much smaller fraction of very great people who promote it but still a very small fraction of people who actually care Mm -hmm. yeah um and with um i was saying about ownership where owning and controlling your own money monero does better because when everyone can see on bitcoin your transactions and where they're moving and what you're doing, the full transparency, that jeopardizes the control you have over it.
1: 100%.
2: Because you can be persuaded, you can be threatened, you can be blacklisted. So the control that you have over it, you still have control on network level. Like you send it to an address uh, and the node will accept it. this is an argument a lot of people who think Bitcoin is fungible make uh, is that my my node treats it as fungible but Bitcoin is more than just that yeah it's also a social thing
1: yeah I mean I very I remember consciously making the decision where I looked at Bitcoin and Monero and I was like listen I was you pretty much moved all over to Monero and I was like Do I care if, you know, it doesn't grow as fast as Bitcoin right now in terms of, you know, and then it goes down against Bitcoin. And I was like, you know what? What would I, you know, would I rather have millions and millions of dollars in Bitcoin or also a lot of money in Monero, but knowing that it's completely, uh, unattached to any you know i completely control it right i could use it at will and a lot of that has to do with the privacy aspects that it's yeah even more censorship resistant i mean so there's so much power person and like personal personal power that comes with that that yeah. may not be reflected I, I don't see how that ultimately doesn't get reflected in the price but at that point it's not just about it, it takes time. you know having 10 million dollars versus maybe having five million dollars but you can use it in a very fluid way that can't be stopped right
2: yeah and it's um it's not even well i I can't speak about i was about to start talking about price um and to me it was an easy decision because i mean just looking at the charts um just uh technical analysis-wise, it, 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 it was an easy decision to put some money into Monero. Um, um, like it, it's tested like the lows from 2016 and it's hanging out at this range. And, it, and anyway, um, I think Monero is a great store of value because um, a great store of value is more than just maintaining or increasing purchasing power it's also how safe that security. wealth is, security right. and right. safety and what is more secure exactly. and and what gives you, what protects your wealth better than no one knowing anything about
1: it. Right. It's like having gold bars in a black safe yeah. and sitting, you know, uh, that nobody can, or in a safe that nobody can see versus yeah. having gold bars in a glass case on your front lawn. Yeah. It's, it's, it's like, it's like burying a
2: bar of gold. Right. That does not react to a metal detector right
1: and broadcasting it to the world every time you use it like just want to let you know i'm using this all my money that i have like literally yeah. every time you use it it gets broadcast to the entire yeah, yeah. entire network in a way where they can all see it yeah that's just that's not good security that's insane <laughs> when you think about it <laughs> like you literally know when people are making a purchase like and potentially to... where you know Obviously, they're, they're, the Bitcoin community is trying to fight against that surveillance, but its protocol is just so open to it.
2: Yeah. And this goes to show how much the mainstream doesn't really care about privacy because that's basically Venmo. Like you can have your turn. Right. What, what?
1: Why? Well, they we, <laughs> we're definitely moving in the direction, though, where they're going like to start. Bitcoin
2: is Venmo, decentralized
3: Venmo. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Is what i know is. venmo is the fact that people use venmo i mean we i use it out of convenience for i, mean, I do too for for our co- right. use, and obviously like well check- i don't care for these transactions you know yeah. i don't care but i, I ch-
2: check it to uh, send it privately like why, why am i publicly disclosing how much i just sent for this coffee or right something like that
1: right it's insane it's, there's a use there, right? Cause it's so easy to use, right? It's yeah. a sliding scale. Yeah. But and the arrow's on the other side of the scale where you, you can't.
2: You don't want to go for the most convenient thing. No. Like in, in most cases. Yeah. Then you're the, the product. Yeah, favorite. exactly. Yeah. The, in most cases, take the extra step and you are protecting yourself.
1: Right. Which I do think is something that the world world is starting to understand more than ever mm-hmm. before. And right. the thing is that 10 Bitcoin, years ago, like nobody
2: understood that. Like, like you know, Bitcoin does the, the, the well, I wouldn't say convenience thing, but um, they definitely have the extra step to being private. Whereas in Monero is baked in the convenience of that privacy. Right. So yes. yeah, uh, it, it, you have to take the ex- extra step i mean bitcoin is already not so convenient it's becoming more convenient just because of the large infrastructure and acceptance that right. it has everywhere so i guess you could call yeah, it, get it more a
1: convenient. cash app you could get it any you know it's yeah. easy to get
2: yeah and monero will i think get more convenient maybe not but <laughs> when no it's definitely, when ha- definitely. just ha- gonna take a lot it's gonna yeah, take time because
1: because it's literally going to be through—it's going to be through, it's gonna be through uh, improved usership that's built out of decentralized protocols, not yeah. centralized ones. But ultimately, they're—they're going to create apps that I think are just pretty close to the centralized versions, right?
2: Yeah, the the uh, atomic swaps will atomic definitely swaps. Thorchain, you know, obviously, not? it's not having a, Ooh, a great time, torching. but <laughs> in
1: theory, it's—it's it's a step in the right direction, you know. Thorchain, what happened? That's <laughs> gonna
2: know. that's gonna be a setback for Monero getting implemented on there, and I'm gonna be very cautious when it does.
1: Yeah, that is probably one of the only other projects I'm interested in right uh-huh. now. Yeah, same. Uh, is Thorchain?
2: Yeah, it's it's a needed thing, but it really opened my eyes to how decentralized or how permissionless was you know they stopped the halted halted the network and i'm glad that these uh, exploits happened because now i can see what is actually what can they actually do with my money if i were to choose to put it on there
1: right right like well it's like an audit right I mean, it was a in a very expensive audit of the they've had
2: like <laughs> three or maybe even four
1: exploits in the past yeah month. That's pretty wild. So well, I mean, it's funny because they're saying, them. "Well, well, it's very complicated technology." Yeah. So that's that's another yeah. thing that you know, like we said, you pirate chain, Zcash, you know, those are also very complicated technologies, right? Like yeah. it's like it's running on you know moon math, right? People say like so. There's there's something to be said. There is a risk there with yeah, these definitely protocols that mean, are a little more you know door chain is abstract
2: is linking six different protocols together <laughs> so like uh it's gonna take some time before I'm gonna trust uh any amount of significant funds I don't
1: understand any of this well enough on a technical level to know if it's when it should be trusted you know mm-hmm. so look to the yeah. others in the community yeah
2: but assuming everything works uh, I think it'll be a very good thing for Monero. Because, yeah, it's going to be a nice bridge. Yeah, a good a good bridge, and it'll become more convenient to get. Uh, and also, you'll have people locking up Monero, giving it a use case, and creating a sort of uh, higher price floor because there's all this Monero that's locked up as liquidity. So uh, yeah, you know, it's. I think used. I think
1: Eric Voorhees is a big Monero fan at at heart. Have I you? I think so. Yeah. Have you listened to him talking?
2: um a little bit but uh i also you know when it got the least delisted from mm. shapeshift um i could tell or from what he says anyway that is it wasn't by his choice and that if he could uh, or if it, you know he 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 would like to have kept it so i think mm. there were some regulatory yeah yeah, yeah. On there. we had
1: him on um from monero khan and yeah
2: I watched I don't part re- of that. Yeah,
1: I don't remember so what. I think that was right after he had a delisted, or um, I don't it was know, close to that time. But I love listening to him. Talk. He's one of my favorite Bitcoiners because mm-hmm. he's he's not a maximalist. Yeah, he he is probably a bigger Bitcoiner than than you know pretty much everybody else. But at the same time, he's not a max. Like he really seems to maintain that open mindedness to other projects. He thinks there's going to be other things around. He sees. I like the way he talks about the, you know, the ecosystem. Mm -hmm. He just believes in the decentral, creating this whole decentralized world. Yeah, have a a,
2: Bitcoin is one piece. I would say a neutral view of him, but it's more positive than anything.
1: Yeah. Because now, I mean, look what he's done with right now. He's created Thor. He's figured out a way to essentially decentralize his company.
2: Yeah. He's gone the right path. Yeah. Not, uh, he he did the KYC thing to keep his business going. Or the other op, other option is to completely shut down. But he's going the right path in decentralizing it, or going in that direction. He decentralized
1: thing. the company itself too. Did you see that recently?
2: Yeah, I didn't read into it. Though, yeah. So I don't. I'm not. I don't. Know I think. I. I
1: yeah. I guess it's gonna run on some other coin, right? It's gonna be like a. Mm-hmm
2: and right there is the attack vector from btc maxi is that why you should never use the service right
1: right 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 but to, to it there's things that make sense there Maybe there's 100
2: so much you can't use
1: or do as a btc maxi you're, you're locked in right so sad <laughs> it's like what are you running away from if you're running back to the same thing yeah <laughs> like it's it should be a world of you know there are many may the best technologies points.
2: win yeah there are many good points that they make but there are many limiting and short-sighted and closed-minded uh points and ideologies that they
1: because they're overcome by have to maintain they're too. overcome by greed you know yeah. it's like it's just it's the easier thing to do right it's yeah. like all right if you all just stick with this meme then we'll get to uh you know riches faster yep that's right it. that's what it is yeah. and it, that's human nature it makes sense yeah it does. But, I don't think it's I don't think, you know, I don't think it's going to actually work in stopping the advancement of other technologies like they may. They're like trying their hardest, but it's like you can't. It's like the same as fiat people trying to stop Bitcoin. It's the same exact thing. So to think that to look at like somebody like, um, you know, what's what's the big gold bug? Peter, uh, Peter Peter Schiff, right? Like to look at Peter Schiff and everybody's like, oh, he's an idiot. He thinks Bitcoin can never take over fiat or, to, or gold. You know How could he think that? But then to then have that same mentality uh, as a big BTC maxi versus er- the way you see the rest of the world, it's just so yeah. hypocritical. It makes no sense.
2: And um, people are just going to use the best thing for them. So it right. doesn't matter what they say. In the end, they're there's always extremes and the Bitcoin maximalists are on this extreme where they will ignore a tool that will improve their life just because it's not Bitcoin and it goes to such an extreme nowadays did you see the whole thing with Friar Haas I think that's his name Friar Haas what was that one he is he was on Steven Levera Stefan Levera no show and he's um I don't know too much about him, but is he's one of these extremes where he's advocating for dollar cost averaging. And if all the Bitcoiners he had, he wrote this article, which is, he calls it, and I it see. is basically a fan fiction. And he's describing the scenario where all Bitcoiners in the world are buying this a much amount from exchanges and KYC places. And, and the uh, Bitcoin will be $1 million within one year and uh he started to go to such an extreme to call out privacy developers like samurai wallet or ronan dojo or anyone who's developing any sort of privacy and advocates for non-kyc means of obtaining bitcoin as spooks as government agents Hmm. because they're trying to dissuade you or prevent you from buying bitcoin uh they want to make it as difficult as possible just don't mind don't uh just buy kyc uh because at 1 million dollars the government is powerless (laughs) Mm. like suddenly the government loses all their powers at 1 million dollars for Bitcoin right right right, right. and he's just advocating for the for something bad right Government is not going to lose their powers when Bitcoin reaches a million dollars. They will just have all your KYC data. They will know how right. much you own. They will right. 60, they moved, they moved over to your a Bitcoin. more perfect
1: system where they perfectly tax everything. Yeah. Like, and okay, it, great. Thanks, guys, for so, making this so easy for us.
2: And it's so ironic that he's calling people who are advocating for uh, less control from government, from privacy, right as government agents whereas if anything he would be the one yeah uh and uh, his ego is very inflated I think especially after he got on the Stefan lavero show I hope mm. I'm saying his name correctly and he's like this important figure now I guess <laughs> and he's just like nah the privacy bros screw them uh it's it's kind of funny and well, what's a, scary is you, you
1: you can't tell if these people mean what they're saying or if they're actually,
2: you know. <laughs> I I thought it would be entertaining to create uh an account like this where I <laughs> legitimately <laughs> act as one of these these whatever you want to call them nutty bitcoin yeah. maximalists to have some I don't know it's it's just funny at this point like I do you think there's
1: some Monero versions of that out there I see some Monero Twitter accounts recently I'm Definitely. like is this just like a fake <laughs> thing to, but I don't to, think like are they trying to hurt Monero with this like but they're talking about its attributes but yeah. like in a way where I'm like I here? think
2: there must be but it's <laughs> not reached the, the point of the, the extreme point that yeah Bitcoiners have some Bitcoiners yeah
1: It's all so wild, man. It is. Look, at you're just chilling here. We're we're hanging out. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I love the community that it's so global. Sunita and I were talking about this. Obviously, it's global. We're talking about this the other day, though. You know, just like how you you find your tribe on the internet. Mm -hmm. And the Monero tribe is just a great one to be a part of. Yeah. And wherever you roll in, you know, any city you roll into, you could theoretically find a Monero person to go. Yeah, probably. Yeah i know there are uh and it's not like meeting up with a bitcoin or it's just like number go up it's like oh i'm interested in liberty aren't are you like yeah i'm interested in liberty you know like it's a it's a better topic it's yeah. a more broad topic than just I, uh i look at the um
2: uh, monero node crawler website that uh it's it's a menace uh put out have you seen that
3: no I don't
2: there's think so. uh um it's it crawls the network and and uh and it, it puts all the nodes on a map. And there were like over 13,000. Uh, I think the last time I looked or crypto Grampy, uh,
1: <laughs> tweeted which is also it. you, that's yeah that's also yeah <laughs> no,
2: I'm, I'm all I'm the entire Monero community. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> uh, there were like 17,000 nodes so. It's cool to see where they're all in, in the world. So yeah, I see. So
1: wait, how accurate is the? You can't really see all the nodes, obviously, right? Uh,
2: no, there are some that are running through Tor. Right, I would think or a lot
1: VPN. Right, uh, I would think in Monero that yeah. would be a lot of those. Right, yeah, so
2: you can't fully trust it. And even even if there aren't, uh, the map doesn't pinpoint an address mm. like GPS. Yeah, but it'll be in a certain range, like an area so uh, yeah it's 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 um to see it growing though you're saying yeah is a yeah, beautiful thing. See it growing, yeah yeah
1: and the transaction volume growing
2: yeah yeah th- that that's another thing yeah uh what is it at lately it got to 40 well like doubled
1: overnight which seems to be obviously some anomaly something's going on
2: yeah and uh, I was uh, and and Seth was also speculating on that thinking did you see that thread?
1: I saw, I was, that it, I, yeah, that I it could it. be
2: a flood attack. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I don't think so, but it was really interesting, uh, to think about it. Hmm. Um, and, uh, but the, the, the amount of transactions that it increased, I posted about it, it basically doubled overnight, right? Let's see. In the past 24 hours is 29,000. So it went back down was it, was it yeah like it went 40 down a or bit, but uh for like the past two months has been between 15 and 20k hmm. so at 29k in the past 24 hours is still
1: uh up there dude I can't wait till it's like a million transactions a <laughs> I, w- I was hoping it's gonna w- happen
2: it would be cool <laughs> if they did a uh, community sponsored stress test basically oh, a spam yeah. let's overall. see it. let's see how high we can get so it we can oh. see the
1: dynamic blocks yes. in action yes we'd love to do that because we're always like just shoveling coal into it let's <laughs> let's see what we
2: can do here yeah just send <laughs> uh Monero back and forth between Monero and That's, let's just pick a certain I, uh, time window where everyone does it
1: right is there any reason not to do that that would be a negative
2: uh, we we're loading up the chain break That's break Monero actions but
1: <laughs> I would totally participate in that that sounds like uh
2: a- yeah maybe we should do it <laughs> maybe you should right it'd be fun anyway it's a way to gauge uh, the strength of the community right how many people actually see? like Bitcoin
1: would never do this they'd be like no uh why are we gonna waste money on sending a transaction oh uh, yeah
2: <laughs> I mean yeah with Bitcoin you're spending a lot more to do these spam uh but Monero is pretty cheap yeah um what was I gonna say I forgot. So what do you think caused it? Uh, I mean, we can all just guess because that's the thing about Monero is that it's private. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so... Uh, I,
1: I mean, know if this is Bitcoin, the big O is because of that.
2: I was thinking it could be... there. It could be... The ransomware thing
3: mm-hmm.
2: maybe the trying but, to accumulate yeah on a bunch of different exchanges or it could just be some large entity that is trying to avoid suspicion mm. so instead of buying a, a huge chunk of monero from one exchange they're buying small chunks from several exchanges mm. or maybe they're just splitting up into different wallets or
1: maybe i don't think it's that because it i feel be, like they yeah I don't it could
2: th- be an exchange just moving their cold yeah. and hot wallets around could be a lot of things yeah. or it could just be everything at once. Uh yeah. It could be a dark net market activity. Could it could be you... people
1: moving their money off of each like I joked about it on Twitter because yeah. we've been saying, but I, actually in actual reality, do you think that meme is starting to I but it wouldn't just all happen at once. Yeah, that's the because thing. there was the recent you know uh European right legislation that was that's being discussed. Uh-huh, yeah. Right. So that could maybe trigger some people to want to take their Monero off of yeah. exchanges. Yeah, I don't know. It's all just
2: guesses. But uh, when you look at the tr- the transactions per day chart, Monero has had a pretty um, Some kind of consistent... spam spam
1: attack makes the most sense, right? It had the, for it a this. pretty
2: consistent rhythm. Like it was on during the week, it would go up to 20K. During the weekend, it's still down to 15K. And it was just like this for oh, like the past two months and for a long time, really but even if it was a spam attack that's trying to de-anonymize uh, people's transactions or maybe just like testing the network you know yeah, it's okay. um but what's the,
1: that what's that company that's has the patent on uh, tracing Monero uh, it's uh, Cypher Trace Cypher Trace you know maybe they're running the some thing transactions
2: is that this is the, the amount of transactions uh, assuming that all these transactions in the past two days are an attack of some sort is mm. not nearly enough to de-anonymize any meaningful amount or what what if
1: the ransomware payment has been made and cypher trace is trying to help them as a, as a client yeah, and they're but, running this to try to track that transaction
2: it's, it's not enough they would need to spam way more you need to own but they'll just send them a bill like hey we tried so here's the thing <laughs> so it was between 15 and 20k transactions per day mm. and so it's uh in the past two days it's increased by 20 to 25 transactions or Something, yeah, like twenty thousand transactions per mm-hmm. day. got added on top, so they're assuming all those twenty thousand transactions are owned by an attacker. That's fifty percent of the transactions. Mm-hmm. So forty k total, twenty k are from the attacker. Right. So fifty percent of the transactions. Right. And um, Justin, how do you say his last name? hoffer Yeah. Uh, he posted a chart uh-huh. uh, showing that uh, a flood attack uh if you own 50 percent right. or 60 percent of the transactions in the all of the network you're only de-anonymizing at most six percent
1: oh was it was that low yeah. okay i did see you that i didn't to, think it was that low
2: you need to own like 95 yeah yeah okay. like 90 95 percent of all transactions in the network to really be able to start de anonymizing transactions mm-hmm, so mm-hmm this could be I mean we also don't know if this is just the start of a ramp up
1: right you don't want to or maybe maybe so they already suspicious. own a large portion and then when they want to do their their tracing they have to amp it up yeah I don't think so <laughs> I mean it's just so this is why we need theoretical triptych. right we don't we don't know this is why triptych no. is really important because
2: it's 11 ring signatures mm-hmm. now so We're they only like, 10x to, that yeah they would need to have much many yeah, more yeah it becomes
1: exponentially difficult yeah. more difficult to do
2: yeah they would need to like be having 100 I, I don't want to throw a number out yeah. there is going to be wrong but much many more transactions and it gets much more expensive because you have 64 128 ring signatures we haven't decided on which standard to use right but yeah it'll just become much more harder and whatever patent cipher trace has <laughs> uh, who knows what it is it sounds like uh, vaporware to me yeah,
1: yeah yeah but I wonder how much yeah. they're getting paid from the government like if they have like government contracts already mm-hmm. they must
2: I mean do we even find out if anyone gets that bounty the would we buyers. find out?
1: Yeah, would we? I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah. Do they not then publish it, right? I, you would think they wouldn't want to. I mean, they published the
2: well, I guess you gotta let people know that there's a bounty out, but yeah, I don't know. It's an interesting question. Yeah. You. Maybe Justin knows he's into that compliance stuff. <laughs> right.
1: We should be foiling the government though to see uh look at their contracts i'm curious if they have oh, uh, maybe like a, these chain F-O-A, analytics the freedom i'm of sure or, yeah somebody's already doing that like how how big a contracts are out there for these chain analytics companies it's
2: a big business yeah yeah but I and don't it's know.
1: really all governments that are fronting the bill for that and exchanges exchanges, and exchanges also to have to comply to, meet, to comply yeah yeah, it's creating a, the incentive there is for these chain analytics companies to grow, right? They have the incentive to lobby the government and saying, listen, uh, with cash, it was hard to track and trace. But with Bitcoin, we can do it. Mm-hmm. So if you want to ramp that up, you know, throw us some more money, increase, increase your budget for, anal- you know what I'm saying? And then uh, change the regulations so that, it, so that you know, money needs to be regulated more than it has historically like the incentive is towards that because that's gonna you know that's how insiders can mm-hmm. make more money
2: and uh speaking on on this like uh c- cbdc's
1: mm-hmm.
2: that's uh, it's gonna be scary <laughs> yeah like, i think it's gonna uh, be that's a- gonna be like the end of cash the end of anonymity and like on ramps to Bitcoin itself who knows how they're going to be you know every transaction that you make is going to be taxed on the spot if they Mm -hmm, want mm -hmm. when you get your stimmy checks from the government from your latest um pandemic relief that's going to be instant programmable money that the
1: government can program
2: (laughs) yeah and it's I'm really curious like how much more like how do you compare it to Bitcoin which is already fully transparent I mean I guess you'll have like account names it might even be more a bit more private than Bitcoin because it won't be published to everyone it'll just be published to the government right like all your transactions (laughs) at at least my neighbor can't see them right right? but the government has it right And that'll be one of
1: the incentives for people to move over to it
2: which is something the government can't do now uh, even though the, the dollar is basically digital, they still have to mm-hmm. get the information from a bank. Yeah. But when they control mm-hmm. the money as well as they will control with the CBDC, they don't need to ask right. a bank. They just
1: and they'll put incentives out there, right? Like, oh, move over to this, and we'll you know give you a certain interest rate, you know, a high whatever, or yeah. we'll give you yeah. freebies, or you'll at get at least at
2: the beginning, you know, a thousand
1: free U.S. Fed dollars <laughs> if you move over now, right? Like, who's not going to do that? Uh, They'll yeah. be able to push so many people into it, and the people that the people that stand to get pushed into it are those that are the most easily manipulated. because yeah, the, they're probably the ones that are most desperate to do. You yeah, know? the
2: direction everything yeah. is going just uh, truly um, increases my confidence in Monero, but also is just uh, just bad as a whole. Like, yeah because it's still gonna affect me whether I hold Monero or not is just um it's just a lot of unknowns and it's just a lot of surveillance and control and regulations and everything is just constricting around the individual and their freedom to be free (laughs) yeah yeah man yeah so I just gotta hold Monero and hope for the best well, not
1: just do that. <laughs> always be prepared. Always, always be. Take your Monero off the exchanges. Exactly. This co- so what do you think of the coffee, man? It's good?
2: It's really good. Yeah. You can taste that volcanic soil. <laughs>
1: <laughs> mm. Well, I'll, I'll be honest with you. We gave you, uh, that's, that's some of our older stock. Because I, I personally like to drink the oldest stuff so I can send out the newest stuff. Uh-huh. Um but this bag that we gave you here, this is this is the the latest batch. Oh
2: yeah, we were gonna do this deal, all right?
1: <laughs> no, that's that's from us, man. That's oh, not okay. that. But if you want if you want to send uh, a tip to the farmers, I will. please do. I will. I already have, and I will continue to do so. We're gonna try to have. I, I keep saying this, but we actually now, right? Sunita, somebody's coming on. Is he gonna Rafael. come on? What's his name? Rafael. Right. Rocka. Yeah, he's going to come on. He's one of the farmers. He was the one that was like he's most He's coming here? No, no, or... no. We're going to oh, get him on the show. Okay, okay. <laughs> that would be awesome. We should fly him up here. Oh my god. Wait, it's not that, you know. We need to 10x the show and then we can start doing things like that. If you... <laughs> we need We need some more sponsors. You know. I think the live sessions are pretty cool though. Yeah,
2: it is. Yeah. I mean I haven't done anything other I mean, than recorded, live session, but, but doing uh, it in person live. I really liked it. It's uh, yeah, really cool to be here. Like really, yeah. Hi. It's <laughs> it's so cool to meet you guys.
1: And we'll chill in Vegas. Yep. We're gonna do a, a live Topia down there on the night of the party. Cool. So I'm sure you'll be joining us. Yeah, since now you
2: You're gonna like it, you know. My body. One of my body doubles will join for <laughs> sure. <laughs> I keep one or two at back at the hotel. I'm go, They're like, hey, you go,
1: <laughs> dude. Your meme game and your Twitter game is amazing. Thanks. You're untraceable. Yeah. Now, it's good. Yeah. You got skills. So, like the that video you made for us, mm-hmm. um, we should play it right now. But I guess we don't want to disrupt the. Like that was so good. Put we, it at the end. Yeah, we'll put it at the end. <laughs> so you amazing. do you have where did you learn how to do that? Like, is that just a little um, side hobby?
2: yeah yeah it is um i used to do youtube stuff
1: okay and you have an eye man you're you're, you're, you're yeah, if you ever wanted i know you're already like doing the crypto thing you don't need yeah. to but you could you could do well even in just like the marketing and uh video yeah, production if, you have a good eye for that
2: if there's something i would do i, I feel like it would probably be something like did that did you
1: I make I the monero the, matrix video is that you no no oh who I is did, who made that
2: i if it wasn't geonic it wasn't. He said it wasn't him. Ah, uh, okay. So it was someone he, on Reddit. I think he
1: actually mentioned who it was, though. But no, I don't.
2: I don't know who it was. But that one's good. I, made I love that the, one. I made the. Maybe you need a Monero. The, the just clip of, uh, of Sailor, mm-hmm. and then the the other one. The. I don't even know what I named that other
1: one. Yeah. <laughs> but, <laughs> It just has a. Well, a bunch our Monero talk promo video came out so good. Yeah, you're, it's like you're so awesome. great. Yeah. It
2: was fun to make.
1: Yeah. <laughs> and then the gratuitous one, if you could work your magic uh, there.
2: I'm, I'm trying. We'll, we'll talk a little bit. Yeah. Uh, because the ideas. footage the
1: footage was good, but just the the way the guy originally edited it, it just we didn't like. Yeah.
2: I'll see what I can do. Yeah, so you can do. Yeah. We'll talk about some ideas here <laughs> after the show, maybe. <laughs>
1: So what else, man? Oh, did you know our long-term plan with Gratuitous? I'm sure you've heard us talking about it, right?
2: Um, to, to have more
1: products, then... Yeah, um... we want we to want partner with existing brands, right? Mm-hmm. So right now, we're just doing the coffee. We're doing it ourselves, and we're making a little money off the coffee sales. But we'd rather kind of move in the direction of teaming up with existing brands mm-hmm. and getting them to add Gratuitous to their product. Mm-hmm. So, you know... So what do you have in mind? Like, t- like uh, tequila, right? Like so, tequila is ah, what mezcal. Actually, we, okay. we started investigating I did see that. That on the website. Uh, we talked about tequila years ago, but now we're actually looking into mezcal, and talking to people. But like the idea is, we find a decent brand that has good distribution, right? Mm-hmm. So it's already exists as a product; people are buying it, and then they would add gr- the gratuitous concept to it, and we'd mm-hmm. go to the farm where they're sourcing their agave from. We'd hook their farmers up. That's cool. Uh, I'll yeah, buy some, uh, but I think it, it could help Monero grow, right? Because now yeah. people start coming. Like maybe they just drink that tequila. They don't. They obviously they've heard of crypto at this point, but now they're like, oh, tip the farmers with crypto. Next thing, you know, it's a good way to organically get it in front Pick of
2: up on this tequila. What's
3: this, <laughs> what's this Monero? <laughs> <All right>. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, i think yeah, it's a good idea that is,
2: it is a good idea
1: i always think of ways to like try to grow monero you know yeah, is, other than the dark market where it's yeah, being used i
2: really appreciate what you guys are doing with gratuitous because we need more normal uses for monero more services more products right exactly because the darknet markets and ransomware that's a good litmus test of how useful and how well monero is doing mm-hmm. its job but then there's no normal people who are not hacking companies and who are not wanting to buy drugs and who just want some coffee, who just want to buy their VPN subscription, who just want to, to pay with, yeah. to want to live on Monero. Right. And I've do, been doing a lot more of that lately. You know, I traveled here on Monero.
1: Travala. That's awesome, man.
2: I paid for where I'm staying with Monero. I love it. I'm here purely on Monero. Yeah,
1: I love it. That was like us a pork fest, but every day is pork fest for you. You're living it. You've yeah. you've arrived. You've yeah.
2: so traveling is you live in
1: Monero Topia. <laughs> yeah.
2: So traveling we visit is every now and way, then. You're living there permanently. Traveling is one way that currently it's pretty easy to spend Monero, but that mm-hmm. needs to expand to other parts of life. And yeah. I I mean, it should be New York,
1: New York should theoretically, if, if thing, if reality actually reflected what people think it is, New York should be like the place that where Monero takes off, right? It's like Mm -hmm. when you, that's like what New York's all about. It's about like free, the free flow of commerce, Mm -hmm. but it really isn't that anymore at all. But like, you know, you go to a lot of people like accepting cash around here still, you know, Mm -hmm. all the Chinese restaurants, a lot of restaurants actually accept cash. They should all be accepting Monero, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, I agree. I yeah. mean, obviously, it's chicken and egg problem.
2: Especially the smaller um, mom and pop yeah. Pops, But
1: Yeah. Like, if you accept cash, you should yeah. accept Monero. Because yeah. there's a lot of, like, cash-only places.
2: And uh, it just takes some explaining. Because, like, even with Bitcoin, people are hesitant. And it makes... I don't know. You just really need to kind of like understand it, I guess. Yeah. You yeah, know yeah, what yeah. you're getting into, like the regular shop owners and just going to be like, yeah, let me take this thing I've never heard about. But over time, I think
1: no, it's, it's definitely changing, man, because people yeah. they see value in crypto now. They're like, well, I don't really get it. But yeah. my understanding is if I just hold on to some of it, it might be worth something. In yeah, the it's definitely
2: helpful that cryptos in basically in the mainstream now. Yeah exactly like before you'd have to explain this alien technology concept and then a specific one but now like okay I know what crypto is why and then it's easier to explain why Monero important.
1: yeah so yeah what do you think of this this is a pretty uh I, I'm always thinking of like what I think are creative <laughs> creative ideas to help Monero grow uh like a s- secret menu you know like you go to some places and you can order the secret item off the menu
2: you can only do it with Monero? Yeah,
1: you can only do it with Monero. It would create an app, right? And just get and then you go around and you sell this concept to different restaurants and uh. say, Will you are you willing to add a product to the secret Monero menu? <laughs> and you know, it's not like they're gonna have like a million transactions a day, but people yeah. will walk in because they're gonna wanna so it gives provides a use case, right? So maybe you're not a big Monero person yet you don't really get it but if you want access to the secret menu item at various different places
2: uh now I don't think that's a good good idea especially because Monero is as we some people describe niche but I think it's very possible there comes a day where Monero is more in the public eye and i'm glad yeah. that day is not now bitcoin is well it would help bring it there
1: right because people would learn yeah. of the secret but you I know there's like um i'm sure you've seen these at places right so there's like famous change where you can order the off the menu item yeah you know? yeah. yeah yeah i know yeah
2: but i think there is very real possibility that that day comes with cbdcs and and privacy issues and hacks and all this and um Monero has its own pretty strong network effect, but it's within mostly people who already know about crypto.
1: Yeah, Um, yeah, yeah. yeah.
2: But I think that eventually expands.
1: Yeah, I just try to think like ways that like would give somebody the incentive to want, right? Because there's really no incentive to use crypto when you go shopping right out in the real world, unless it's like saving you money. Yeah. And even then, it's like 10%. Well, like that's shown to not really be enough overwhelming of a drive to be like, okay, I'm going to use this other payment method, you know, to save. And obviously, if it's like 50%, sure. Um, but with Bitcoin, that hasn't really happened yet, right? It's not like that was part of the original. It's not, re- we're not really there yet where like it makes sense. There's an incentive to use Bitcoin versus credit card or cash.
2: You're saying there is or there isn't? There really isn't. Yeah. They're
1: absolutely... In fact, it's the opposite, right? They've said, all right, no, it's digital gold. Don't use it at all. Never use it. Don't send it. Yeah, there's Um, an
2: incentive to just hold Bitcoin. Right. So you got to
1: create these like initial incentives to use Monero. Obviously, if you need to use it in an untraceable way, sure. But what is that really currently being used for? You know, dark web, dark market stuff, right? Probably
2: just the incentive might be to offer a discount to... To use monero Mm -hmm. but uh, that's also counterintuitive because
1: well there has to be an incentive from the the side of the the store owner so it's got to be like all right because there's so many people that are dying to use monero if i offer this i'll get more business but that's not really the case yeah it's not like if some if some business said tomorrow oh we accept monero it's not like 20 people are going to show up the next (laughs) day and be like i'll buy a hamburger So it is a chicken and egg. I like the also the idea of giving change in Monero. I've talked about that a few times. I think that's so flipping it on its head. Mm -hmm. So you can go to any bodega or restaurant. You know, we do it gratuitous, right? You could buy our coffee if we sell it on the street. We haven't done that in a while. But you know, let's say we sell a cup for four dollars. Somebody gives me a ten dollar bill, I'll give them six dollars change in Monero.
2: Have people done that? Yeah. Uh, yeah, Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah, yeah. I've definitely gotten people to do that. I was like, I'll offer them. I'll say, "Would you rather have your change in cash or Monero?" Yeah. And like, all right, you never know. what That's gonna, you know, turn into in ten years from now. They're like, all right, I'll do it. You know, yeah. so that's a good incentive. So if you had uh, restaurants doing that, and then also that person's effectively getting it in a true peer-to-peer KYC-free way. Yeah, yeah. But then it's like, how are these restaurants and establishments getting the Monero? in the first place to provide the change. Yeah.
2: Yeah. It's a, it's a difficult thing. Like, um, that's why I, I think what you guys are doing to it is, is, uh, so good because, um, you're giving it directly to people who can benefit from it. Um, and it, it's the incentive you're giving is to people who are already into Monero, so it's an, is easier choice? Mm-hmm. Uh, I can spend this. I want to spend this. And in turn, it's helping other people, the farmers, to uh, learn or um, get involved yeah. in in Monero.
1: Yeah. Yeah. One of the things we want to do is go back down. So go back to Guatemala, Tantigua, to uh, and then maybe get a couple of the local stores that the farmers would shop at, get them to agree to accept Monero like something like start to try to help build an ecosystem in the, in the little town itself. So now not only they just hold, like they have the private key, they're just holding it. They don't really know how to use it, but now make it where they have an incentive to actually go maybe use it. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. I think most people will seek
2: out and learn about it naturally. Mm -hmm. And we just need to keep doing what we're doing. Uh, you know, promote it when we can or give incentives to to use it when we can. But I think it's just going to be a, a natural progression that because the need for, for privacy, for financial privacy is only going to increase over time. I, I said a lot of people don't care about it now, but it's always increasing the amount of people who do because once you do, Care about it and you see why it's important is not like how you go back to not caring, right? So there's just going to be more people who are
1: waking up to, 100%. To I th- think, and I think like the CBDCs are gonna like because they'll look at China, Ch- they'll, they'll look people. at China coin, right? And yeah. so you'll have the, the US government itself be helping to spread that meme, right? Because they're gonna want to attack it, they're gonna be like, nobody should use uh, China coin because all they're gonna do is track and trace everybody, and they will be like, yeah, and they'll be like, wait, how about? Can you also do that with us fed coin oh, well yeah you technically you can but we're not going to be but doing that China. we're not going to be doing that here <laughs> and then I like, oh, i don't know about that and then there's like well this other thing called bitcoin and monero and people are like oh so i mean it's gonna people's eyes are going to be open to it we're definitely yeah. moving in that direction where it's going to make people are going to have the re like real world reason to be like i need Digital cash.
2: Yeah, the CBDCs are a really bad thing, but I think it's gonna open a lot of people's eyes when it happens, because people are just gonna start thinking about it. Right. Because exactly. this, what is this new thing? Like, people why, like cash. They like on? the idea yeah. of
1: cash, and once that gone is yeah, gone too. And
2: you, this is all speculative, but like I could even see like a sort of social credit score like China developing. Oh yeah, because now you have all the systems in place to really have an effective thing where where we can even see what you're doing with your money in real
1: time right and And that goes back to bitcoin too right so chain analytics companies are currently being hired by governments But what's to say they're not going to make sense for other... Like we're saying, it gives advantages to those that resources. That's what I'm
2: saying. You're going to get rid of cash and implement CBDCs. So people are thinking like, wait, the government can see in real time what I'm doing with my money. People are like, just use Bitcoin. but like, okay, yeah, Yeah, but wait, how is Bitcoin different?
1: Now everybody can see. (laughs) Now it's created a free market where anybody who can analyze the chain the best... I
2: I would rather CBDCs and all increase in censorship and surveillance just not happen. Mm-hmm. But it is. it will open people's eyes, I believe. And uh, yeah, yeah, it's just going to be a, a, a natural progression. And we're just early.
1: <sighs> well, listen, man. Uh We're going on uh, almost... We're at an hour 45. is nodding her head yes. Wow, She's really? Very, <laughs> she didn't want to come on here. I don't know why. Cindy, did you want to pop on for the last... <laughs> You'll have to tune into Monerotopia for that. You, you're not gonna get it on this on this show. So, well, I had Dude, a great time, and uh, you can hang out a little bit more, right? Yeah, well, uh, yeah.
2: I, I think I will. I'm, I'm hungry. Maybe we can
1: go. Yeah, we'll go get some food. All right, all right. It's called it a day. Bye.
0: <laughs> Thank you for joining us on this week's episode. We release new episodes every week. You can find and subscribe to the show on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher, Google Play, YouTube, or wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you have an Alexa device, you can tell it to listen to the latest episode of the Monero Talk podcast. Go to monerotalk.live slash subscribe for a full list of places where you can watch and listen. If you want to interact with us, guests, or other podcast listeners, you can follow us on Twitter. And please leave us a review on iTunes. It helps people find the show, and we're always happy to read them.